0: Well, we came on the air last night on the World Championship Daily basically saying that there was really nothing to talk about. Well, hello, day two. Finally, we have a lot to talk about. My goodness me, what a day. That's what a double session normally brings you. Welcome along to day two of the World Championship Daily, the only podcast giving you reaction, debate, analysis, you name it from the World Darts Championship every single day of the tournament. Jada Thinkman and Jack Gobby-Garwood alongside you. And uh, you may have read this on Twitter today. Uh, You may not have done, but it has been the day from hell for our colleague Phil Bars. Normally, Gob, I would take the mick in for not uh, being here on a show. But this time, car broke down, didn't get seen to by the RAC for nearly five hours on a very busy road in London. And then top it all off, the Spurs result. It, it's not been the greatest <laughs> of days for our boss. Not been the greatest of days for our boss, has it? Let's be honest about it.
1: No uh, other breakdown services are available. Um,
0: I'm probably but better. But if you're going to support Sorry, a football I'm team that want to play like that,
1: it bloody serves you right, Philip. Well, well, <laughs> no well, sympathy also. for the football result whatsoever, pal.
0: Yeah, but I'm uh, not being funny as well. Other breakdown are probably better with the way that they've done it. Sorry, RAC. I appreciate yes. you never going to sponsor us anyway, as it is. But, you know, it is <laughs> what it is. Uh, so we have drafted in a, a replacement. He's first off the subs bench, as it were. But, of course, he's part of our great team here at Online Darts. You saw him on the live lounge. You're now hearing him first time on the podcast. Cam McFarlane joins us here on the show. Cam, very, very warm welcome to you, my friend. Um, at least you've come on an a day. I appreciate you're not meant to be on. We I mean, thank you for stepping up to the plate here. But at least you come on a day where there's actually something to talk about.
2: Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Lovely making my debut. Nice to be here. And yeah, what a day we've had.
0: Certainly have. Uh, you know, it's been Geordie Wednesday. It's been Northeast Wednesday at the World Darts Championship. And it's been 5 of 5 for the Northeast in very different circumstances. We'll come on to all of that a little bit later on. Uh, Gob, let's start <laughs> off, though. I think we've Probably the big story of the day. I appreciate there's probably one other game that we have to talk about, but it's a second round game. And this, for me, could be the making of one Christopher Doby.
1: I'll be honest, I did not see this coming at all. Um, I've been back in Jeff for a long time with this, even before the keen result. Um, For me, Doby was in absolutely no form coming into this. Um, I hinted a bit yesterday that We'd seen him play a lot of one-line stuff, but he hadn't really delivered. We thought he might sneak into the match play. We thought he might sneak into a couple of other events. Hasn't really materialised for him. And he, he looked down and out as well. Like, Jeff had it. Jeff had him on the ropes. Um, but a solid comeback. They, they both drew into the game. The game just kept getting better and better and better from both players as well. Jeff didn't put foot wrong and has come out of it the wrong side in the end. But quality game, quality performance from Chris Doby. That's the sort of performance we've been waiting on all year.
0: Cam, how important was that one sixteen in the third set, in the deciding leg, when you're in a position where you could be going out? That for me, I don't, I, I don't like normally doing hyperbole on this show, but that for me could be a, a tournament-defining moment. Remember, the, I'm not going to suggest he's, you know, favourite to go and win the thing, but you think about the Malik Dem shot of the bull, that right then, you know, right then pinging the 140 to save your snaky skin, as Rod Stud said so famously. Moments like that change a game, uh, change a tournament. Never mind, change a game, change a
2: tournament. Like you look at the, the, the state of that after that 116, and it was mental. It was absolutely incredible. I mean, as soon as that one sixteen went in, it was like he was a completely different player. Um, he looked absolutely back to his best for the last two sets after that. I mean, it was just a huge turning point. And if he turns up like that in the next round, um, he's, he's got a huge chance of keep going on there. Um, last 16 looks minimum for him if he plays like that. We think
0: about it. Obviously, it's his third straight time now in the last 16, uh, the last thirty-two at this event. And you think, I think another moment, crucial moment for me, mate, was when Jeff Smith leaves sixteen after nine. He's on a nine dart finish potentially after six. He then leaves sixteen after nine. Goby in the se- in the fourth set, I think this was actually, yeah, it was the fourth set, a one oh six six finish to go two
2: 0 up, and steal the throw. That takes some stones to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it just looked like he just looked so comfortable from that point on and he didn't look like anything worried him at all. Um, And I mean, just look at it and it was from that point on, he never won a leg in more than 15 darts, and won Mm. and just closed it out very, very clinically. Um, And like you said, it could just be the making of him for this tournament and he could go on and be anyone right now.
0: 41 darts, God, before we hear from Chris, 41 darts to take the final set. That's a little bit good. That's a little bit good. Better a little bit good. That's
1: fantastic. <laughs> like we said, he, he just became a bit of a juggernaut once he got his foot into the game and, and started to reel Jeff back. I, I, I'm going to drop that cliche on day two already. That is the beauty of set play. Yes. Because if that's a leg play match, he's, he's, he's down and out. He's done for. The, that comeback doesn't happen. But the fact that you're constantly resetting your opponent to have to win three of the next five legs to win a to win the match constantly keeps you with a chance of, of pulling off any combat you fancy. So fantastic performance from both. Um like I said, I don't think Jeff did anything wrong. That no. 106 we just mentioned was an absolute sucker punch to him. You could almost see the wind just fall out of him as he saw it go in and the massive roar from Derby when he hit it too. But yeah, that, that last set was superb way to wrap it up as well. Keep yourself well away from pressure, keep your opponent firmly under it. Um, quite proper high intensity darts
2: I think the lack of a break at that point as well and the fact there's no more TV break at that point just lent even more to him just going on there and finishing it off from that point I think the momentum that he kept there because they didn't have another break I think really helped him as well
0: Totally agree, and uh, normally, obviously, we we hand it over to the press conference at this point uh, about Chris. But obviously, with Phil not being able to attend today due to uh, his uh, his problems on the roads, uh, we have though we don't really normally have that much audio for you today. But we do manage to have a chance to chat with Chris uh, on his way back home home from the game. I managed to catch up with him uh, in a services, so you may hear some background noise there. I started off by asking him just to try and sum up his range of emotions after his win against Jeff Smith. Yeah, obviously, it was, it
3: was a tough one to come through, but we got there in the end after I dug deep and I'm delighted to come
0: out of that. When you were, obviously, at that, that, that first first couple of sets, you were missing a, a fair few doubles at that one there. Do you think that you had that sort of flashbacks to how the season's ended for you? Because you said in your own words that Winter Series was probably one of the worst weeks you've had in your life, in yeah. your dancing career. Did you have that sort of flashback there or just think, how, how am I missing many doors? I'm getting myself in these good positions, and now I'm in that position of how can I
3: get over the line? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, the past few months has been awful for us, and I've just went back home, put the work in on the board, and everything, everything's been going great the past few weeks, you know, and I felt good coming into this, and when I, when I went up there tonight, I felt good as well. It's just the doubles have been killing us lately, and, and I need to sort it out, obviously. I'll go back and work on that, and hopefully uh,
0: pick up from where I left off on the practice board. Do you think that the one one six there at the end of that third set? obviously you're you one leg away from going now. You're, you, you're in that position of thinking, okay. I know he's on one nine five, and you might have six at one one six potentially yeah. if you need it. But that one one six there for me, I, certainly that's the switch. I'd, that was a switch. There was a switch there for me watching that game where it seemed to flip for you. You know, you seem to think that maybe move up a gear when you when you hit that one one six to win the third set.
3: Yeah, uh, the the one one six was probably the the turning point because I I could have been out uh, a lot, but obviously if I hadn't hit that, I I might have missed more darts at the double. You never know, but as soon as I hit that with a one dart, I think I give us that little bit of confidence, and then I started. I think I started the fourth set with a one eighty as well. So mm. that, that's what you need to do. Once you get a bit of confidence, you need to show a bit of emotion, you know. And, it got us through that game, the emotion and uh, the adrenaline that I needed.
0: So, yeah, I was delighted yeah. to, just to get that win. Yeah, because you obviously so you started, you started with the 1-4, so just looking through the stats now, you're leaving one one seventy after nine, and then you, mm. they, both of you miss a, a one, the one seven, Exactly, you both missed yeah. the bull for the big fish. You then get the first uh, go at it, and you manage to take it out. Again, yeah. how crucial was that to get that early break in that fourth yeah. set to carry on the momentum?
3: Definitely, that that was that was a big uh, a big leg for me. Obviously, we both missed the ball for the 170, and luckily I got the shot, the next shot at it, and and took it out. So obviously, you can't afford to let let Jeff at them kind of shots because early on he wasn't missing any dart at the double as well, especially double 18. I think he missed that once in the whole game. So like I say, I'm just pleased
0: pleased to come out the winner over the overall. And just a couple of the big shots as well that I want to touch on. Obviously, the leg after that, he's on a nine, chance for ninth after. He leaves 16 after 9. You yeah. then leave... 12 darts you then leave sorry you leave 106 and you hit that 106 there on double 18 yeah, incredible and then like again another 12 as well to win the set in the end and then you took 41 yeah. darts to win that final set with the 130 on the ball another 12 darts 12 darts all that it you just said, like i say you just seem to just flip the switch was it just the confidence was it just the freedom you thought well do you know what if i'm going to go out i'm going to go out swinging yeah, of course. Uh, it was
3: just confidence once I got that first one, you know. Then then I know I can get can go on to win the match. I'd done it last year against Ron. I was I think mm-hmm. he missed two darts to beat us. And I just come back fighting, you know, and it's 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 one of them things that stay with us.
0: Never give up. You just gotta just keep gotta keep going and keep plugging away. Absolutely. I mean, at the moment, it seems like a very good day for the northeast of England at the moment in time. Obviously, Ryan Joyce surviving match darts. Uh, you yourself, obviously, through uh, Adam Hunt coming up later. Obviously, against these rushers, recording this so it must be suggesting <laughs> yeah. as we are, we are waiting, we're <laughs> currently watching Callum Ridge against James Bailey at the moment in time carrying on. And then, obviously, Glenn Durant as well. The, the hotbed of the northeast of darts at this moment in time seems to still be going well. And uh, northeast Wednesday is doing pretty well at the moment. Yeah, they're going
3: pretty well. Obviously, me and Ryan got off to a good start, and I think Callum was one all before when we I was last looking. But um, now we've got we've got a few more matches tonight. And obviously, New- Newcastle's getting beat, but uh, that's a bit disapp- <laughs> that's a bit disappointing. So, but uh, now, like I say, it's it's a good day to be involved, especially for the the guys back at home in the northeast, sitting in front of the telly, you know,
0: getting behind the lads. Just a couple of more questions, Chris, and obviously, you know, you've got to get get head back home and, uh, and yeah, get back yourself no for well. Christmas. But the big one, I think, for me is, this, first of all, what is it like in the Ali Pali, in that massive building without fans, first of all? That's the first hard. question, I think, it's a big one. Yeah, it's,
3: it is hard. I'm saying to the, the guys at the security when we're doing the things, um, it's just, it's, it's it's not a good thing seeing, seeing it as empty as it is, you know. It's it's all about the fans with the um, the alley polly. It's, it's Everybody wants to be there, playing in front of a great crowd as always. And it's it's just it's it's not nice at all.
0: No, but obviously you managed to come through in in, in in the game like that. And what are you going to do now over Christmas? Are you going to be heading back up to? I presume you're going to be heading back up to the northeast. Just to, yeah. a, a lot of work on the practice ball before you come back down, obviously for the post Christmas break. Yeah, that's it. I'm,
3: I'm actually on, on my way home. I've just uh, stopped off at the services as, as we speak. But um, I'm on my, <laughs> Be- right, <laughs> <laughs> nah, on, on my way home tonight. No, I'm um, on my way home tonight. Obviously, chill out with the family, back on the practice board. and Yeah, spend fair customs with the family and we'll see the schedule. And no one went ahead
0: down for, to prepare for the next game. Final question, at Chris, which is looking ahead obviously to that third round game. You'll either have Daryl Gurdie or, or, or Willie O'Connor. Looking at the way that the draw is now, and obviously you happen to come back from the brink, really, from the brink of elimination. How important was it to have been tested that much in the second round to know that you can go to that, go to the well if you need to? And looking ahead, obviously, I know you you, and you of all darts players never look ahead to whatever's next up. Getting to that third round for the third straight year, you (coughs) could get to the last 16 for the third straight year. There's something special about you at the Ali Pali sometimes, mate. It must be stressed now. Yeah. Do, do, do you feel confident now that, not necessarily that, you, that the shriek is over, if you like, of, of, the, of the poor games, but do you think that now you've come through a battle like that, you feel battle hard you feel ready to go on and, and, and produce even more quality at the Ali Pali? Yeah, of course. Obviously, it brings the
3: best of us, uh, the Ali Pali, and getting uh, off to a tough start later like did. That should give us all the confidence I need to to take it into my next round. You know, your first one's always the the toughest, and obviously, I'll, I'll, there's a lot of work on before my next game, and hopefully, I can prepare for that at home,
0: and obviously, get stuck in after after the Christmas. Chris, really appreciate you taking the time out to speak to us, mate. Really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, and best of luck your third round mate. game against uh, Daniel Gurney or William Color. Cheers, mate. I appreciate that. Chris over there talking through his victory over Jeff Smith, and we really do appreciate Chris uh, taking the time out to speak to us here on the show. Uh, a massive thank you as well to uh, Steph at Dunvegan Darts, his uh, management company, for setting that one up for us. Uh, Cam, it was a lot less stressful for the other Northeast player who was to be seeded today in the shape of Glenn Durrant. Uh, a 3 0 win, but. If ever a game doesn't tell... I mean, there's two games really today that that ended up 3-0 where the scoreline doesn't reflect the game. Duster didn't need to be at his best today, but you could see that he was frustrated.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, you say a lot less stressful, but looking at him coming off the (laughs) stage, I'm not sure that that was the case. I think he was probably more stressed than Chris Dolby was. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, it was a clinical performance on the outer ring. Um, his scoring left a lot to be desired, but he did what he had to do and he got over the line pretty comfortably.
0: Uh, this is the, the Glendoran that we know, isn't it? Like that, that is Glendoran's normal modus operandi. Not necessarily the highest scorer, um, but produces magic on the doubles. And In particular, if you if you want anybody to, to throw for your life between 90 and about 130 in the, in the PDC, there's two people you choose, James Wade and this bloke.
1: Yeah, completely agreeing. All right, it, it's not the polished dozen that we saw go on to lift. The Premier League title, the, the scoring power is up there and we still don't really know what the fitness level is like because, all right, darts may not be the most physically demanding game in the world, but there is an element of fitness to it, mentally and physically, over games of, of this length and Glenn's still on the mend. He's still on the recovery and it seemed to take its toll a bit. There were signs of, frustration the darts just weren't doing what he wanted he didn't have his usual command of the darts in the scoring visit um i think some of that is due to the fact he, he did suffer with covid for a bit some of that i think is the change in the equipment setup he went back to the bigger flights again today i don't know if that's a result of the covid and he just hasn't been able to get it to go in practice but when he swapped to them pairs or the kites which i've won earlier on in the year Complete different player who's thrown much big wing flights today, which is a big change to what we used to see does a throw. Um, he'll be happy he's in the next round. He's got until same as Peter Wright yesterday. He, he's got a long time now to recover, get himself geared up for it. These are these first couple of days as a seed. It's about making sure you're in the tournament, reset, and almost starting again.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree there. Before we move on from this one, obviously fantastic to see Diego, uh, Diego smiling as much as he was tonight after uh, being so open about um, his battle uh, with mental health uh, earlier in the year. And uh, we should not forget that. Um, but, Camp, I'll raise you this. Glenn Durrant now faces either Adrian Lewis, Damon Heter or Danny Baggish. Going on form at this moment in time, I'm going to go with Heter beating Lewis, potentially in round three. Now, does her against Teta, that is a game I want to see. And that is a game that I believe that the Australian could cause the, the Premier League champion problems if he doesn't get his act together.
2: But he knows uh, that. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think if Glenn doesn't refresh and feel better after the break, I know he's got, it's around about 10 days off now, isn't it? So yeah. he has got a good time to recharge. But... If he comes out and plays like that, I think he probably gets beat 3 0 off Heta. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Straight, straight sets, sorry, at least. Um, off yeah. Heta. Um I just don't see that that performance won't be good enough against Heter. And I agree with you. I think, as much as I like Ada Lewis, I don't I, I don't think he's playing well enough to beat Demon Heta either.
0: I gobble will try and challenge me that, I'm sure, obviously, because he, <laughs> he's still, AD, is his biggest part of the Ada Lewis fan club over there.
1: Me? Never. No, to be fair, <laughs> look, if, if AD turns up, AD gets going, who knows what can happen, right? He's been a bit of an enigma the last couple of years. There's plenty out there that want to see him do well. There's plenty out there that just want to see him deliver a dart because when it's on, it's still one of the silkiest actions in the world. Um, yeah, that court, that part of the draw has just opened up, I think. I think that's the
0: fairest assessment of it. mm I don't don't disagree. I don't disagree. Uh, But we've got to move on because there's still six games to talk about. So let's do just that. And I'm going to throw this one out there, gentlemen. Uh, This one was, for me so far, game of the tournament. Excellent, excellent standard between Adam Hunt and Lisa Ashton. In the end, Hunt manages to hold on by three sets to two. Uh, I thought that this game generally could have gone either way, Gob. This was outstanding to watch.
1: Yeah, this is this is one of those games where Rod Stud won't like us say this, but momentum seemed to swing
0: backwards <laughs> and <laughs>
1: forwards. If, momentum. If momentum exists in sport, The Rod, Rod
0: Stud momentum minutes. <laughs> Rod Stud <Yes>. momentum meter. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, it, 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 this just swung back and forward. We weren't quite sure which direction it was going to go in. Once one player started to assert the dominance, another player would step back in. The other one would drop off a little bit. Ultimately, though, it comes down to that final set and it, it, it's a little bit harsh to say, but Lisa had a chance and she blew it. She blew it. I think
0: it's hard. She, had, I, she busted one on thirty,
1: and then the next visit, three and at double eight. That was the moment.
0: I don't think it's harsh to say. It can, be. do you? I, mean, I don't think it's harsh to say that Lisa had a chance. I, I, I no, think... I don't think so at all. I think Ashton, I thought personally, I thought Ashton bowled it. That's, that, that's my God's honest truth. Like, that's, I'm, I'm, you know me, I call a spade a spade. And don't get me wrong, she played some outstanding stuff. You know, there were constant 13 darters everywhere. But like you say, it comes down to that final set where she had two chances to break, She had a chance to break on both of Hunt's throws initially. And like you say, then obviously with the 130, and then three missed it at double eight before Hunt takes out the 120. Like... We could we should be having I'm not gonna be honest to Camp, not gonna lie here, Camp, I think we should be
2: having a completely different conversation. I completely agree, and I think she should have won it. Um That being said, uh fair play to Adam for finishing it off when he got the chance to. Um I think it was a very clinical one twenty to take it out under that pressure of getting that result, especially when he's not beaten her before and the added pressure of the fact that it does make a difference that he's playing a woman rather than a man. It, it makes a difference in terms of the pressure because you know the hype that it surrounds it. So I think to clinically finish it off with the 120, I think fair play to him. Okay, it is one for you then. How big of a factor was the lack of crowd there tonight? Massive. Um, I think with the crowd there, uh, I think it would have affected both players. Don't get me wrong, but... Every single time that Lisa hit a score, they would have gone wild and they'd have been on Adam's back a little bit, and I think that would have affected it. Go.
1: If they get the same treatment that Ted did every time we went to visit a double and and Mensor and Dobie, it makes a hell of a lot of difference because they're constantly on you. They don't want to see you hit that; they want to see the upset. This is this is England. This is the UK. We love an underdog. We love an upset story. And there are a lot of people out there that will do lots of things to ensure that happens in live sports. Um, there's not much more to go on from there, but a good, solid performance from Adam Hunt. Like Cam said, there was a lot of pressure on him before this match. We are one of God knows how many darting media outlets right now that immediately draw and talk about Lisa and, and Dieter and, and the other women players in this event because it is still a little bit of a novelty. We're not used to this because they're not in every year, because they're still, we don't have that many ladies players playing professionally at this level. It is still a big deal to us if one of them is to go on and win a match. Even after Fallon's success last year. So the fact that Adam's playing an opponent that he's lost to twice this year has is, is got a 0% winning record against her. And then all the hype around it in the biggest tournament of the year is massive and he got
0: over a big hurdle there yeah yeah i couldn't have put it better so very very it must be said though whilst i say that Lee did bottle it i must say that she played outstandingly well she played some really really good stuff and that's just not me trying to be you know magnanimous or anything like that she played some outstanding stuff but in the end adam Hunt getting through there where he takes on jamie hughes in round two i'm,
1: I'm gonna throw it out
0: there just a quick one I think there could be an upset in that one, but we'll come on to talk about that, I'm sure, uh, when when the game arrives on Friday, I believe, the, in the afternoon session there. Uh, right, uh, this was probably another excellent game. I, I thought that maybe the quality was a, bit, was a little bit below the Hunt-Ashton game, camp, but in terms of drama... Well, f me to this one game. This liver <laughs> Ryan Joyce against Carol Sedlacek. Where to
2: start with this? I mean, where do you start? First off, I don't think it was actually that far below in terms of standard. But no, I, I, don't, I mean, I, I'm not
0: suggesting it's like a, I'm not suggesting it's a skyrocketed drop, but like there's a bit of a level there.
2: But uh, this is a this is a really good game of darts it's fantastic and to, it kicked the day off and just straight away you're like we're on to a better day than we had last <laughs> last night here like and I think you, the first place you've got to start is that last leg oh. I mean Carol must be absolutely kicking himself Um careful the last time I said that about a player they appeared in the chat room
0: <laughs> <laughs> Carol will be tweeting us in now Matt Moore will be tweeting him in his manager <laughs> no but I agree with you though mate it's it, are they, are they, are they, are that you can't write scripts like that, can you? Like, you got, was it you who, t- who I saw a tweet? There was more drama in that last leg like, than an episode of Biker Grove. Than a, a month's
1: worth of Biker Grove. Well, that was very topical for Geordie <laughs> Day as well. I was like, I'll get in there early before someone else does something else comical.
2: Um, I'm, not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure Biker Grove's topical still. I think you still reached <laughs> it at that one.
1: <laughs> well, Ge- Chile- Geordie, yeah, yeah. Geordie Day, whatever.
0: Yeah, close enough. Geordie Shore Day—that's what I think is Why I Wednesday, wasn't it? That was what Barsy was going to call it. But there we go. No, like you say, that that, that last leg cam—the drama in that Joyce busting the 106 four missed darts in that leg for check. You're thinking, goodness me, does anybody want to win this game? And Joyce crawled
2: over the line. Absolutely. I mean, I think it was just one of those things where they both wanted it so much that they almost played themselves out of it by wanting it too much. They just. The pressure just got to him, and that's what the world does. I mean, it was just, it was incredible when when he pushed that score. He must have been almost off the stage at that point. Joyce, just thinking, right, well that's it, I'm done here. And then not only did he get another shot, he got another shot after that.
0: Yep, yeah, no no doubt about that. Looking ahead now, because obviously he now takes on Christopher Tyski on Monday evening. If I'm Rotarski at this point and watching Joyce like that, am, am I worried? Is a big question. Am I worried?
1: Uh, I think you are still a little bit. Joyce has proved this year he's a very dangerous player, especially if he starts finding his rhythm on that, on that double 16. Sedlacek is, is another one who's gone from strength to strength this year. Sedlacek accounted for Christoph Rotarski at the Players' Championships. Mm. So the fact Joyce has just beaten the last man to beat Christoph. That might play a little bit in his head too if you start overlooking into things. I think if you're a tosser, you've just got to go up there and do what you do. Get your head on, just focus on the dartboard and keep smashing out scores the way that you can, relentlessly. And when you get a chance, he has to take it. Because the two disappointing losses on TV this year for me, he's had chances in virtually every leg to win and never broken through. He has to be painful to start thinking about that again.
0: You have to be relentless against relentless.
2: That's what you have to be.
0: (laughs) Do
3: you
2: (laughs) get it? (laughs) I do. I do. I'm not not sure I was impressed with it, but we'll we'll go with it. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Appreciate that one. Tars. You
0: can come again, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's back on. I'm sure. But that one. Uh, no, you're fired. No. Uh, no, joking, of course. Right. Moving on. We've got to talk about the rest of the, of the games uh, now, and we'll start with you, Cam. On this one, uh, a fairly comprehensive win against Willie O'Connor. Uh, for Willie O'Connor against Neil Zonneveld. Uh Magpie basically in control. Dutchman wins three legs. Three 0 win. Nothing really more to say on the game, but one hell
2: of a one hell of a game sets up now tomorrow against Darrell Gurney. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at today's game. Um, I mean, he was really comfortable. O'Connor. He never looked in trouble at any point. But I, I don't think he played particularly well today. And I think he can definitely step it up. And if he does, going off off this year's form. And he's going to have to show something he's not done so far this year if he's going to beat him.
0: We'll come on and we'll discuss that a little bit more in detail, I'm sure, in a second. Gob, Ross Smith against David Evans. You called this as a potential game of the day, and I'll be honest with you, I'd never, I hadn't really watched David Evans that much. I appreciate it's been obviously the Modus Live League and everything like that, but I am so impressed with that action. That action is smoother than a baby's backside.
1: Yeah. Both of my. I thought it would just be an aesthetically pleasing game of darts. Right. Mm. Two players that play the game in the right way. They've both got minor adjustments to make. Ross Smith is similar to Max Hoppin that if he's gonna miss, he's gonna drag it low because of the action. David Evans drifts a little bit, I think, maybe with a slightly late release, but they play the game in the right way. There was absolutely no antics on stage, there was no animosity. Ross reacted a little bit more than we're maybe used to seeing him and, and showed some intensity, and that got him through. But again, this is the beauty of set play. One or two legs the other way, we're talking about a completely different game, and we could have seen a five-setter.
0: Yeah, I mean, 5-21 of the checkouts, that's the key stat that stands out for me there for David Evans. He's got to improve that, but I'm sure he will provide some damage on the tour next year. Very quickly, tomorrow evening, Ross Smith back in action against the <laughs> special one, Jose de Souza if he, if he if he plays like that with that type of scoring that he was performing yesterday today he could give the Portuguese man of scores a run for his money I really believe that definitely Com-
2: completely agree I mean what's the average today 93 um, I'm about that yeah and I think he if he can step his doubles up slightly because I, I mean he missed quite a few as well today I think it's 9 of 25 today he was he steps that up a little bit and averages around the same again maybe even picks that up a couple of points. It, D'Souza's going to have to play well.
0: And let's be honest about it, D'Souza's record at the World Championships, he's absolutely horrid, losing him to Michael Barnard and I believe it was, it, was he it David Hetter last year? In the second round, yeah. in the first round. Yes. I think it was, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah, so, he's, so at least he's got to the second round for the first time in his career. So, so well done to Jose. He's got to step it up in the third. He's the third time going to be the charm for the Portuguese. We'll obviously find out tomorrow against Ross Smith. Cam, we'll, we'll, we'll stay with you and we will discuss Max Hop against Gordon Mathers.
2: Yeah, this Any, one... Anything <laughs> to say here? Not, not a <laughs> massive amount. Um, it was... I mean, it wasn't it was the most a, exciting of matches, was it? It was a
0: game of darts that happened on the Alexander Palace stage.
2: It was. And third play to Max Top, he cracked out a 3-0 win and he's into the next round. I, I, apart
0: from the 120 and 139 checkouts for Mathers I've got actually got nothing. For once in my life, I've got nothing on this game. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm, on, struggling. I'm, I'm
1: got, I want to defend him a little bit here because he is the PD, A. Eh?
0: yeah DPA DPA DPA, DPA.
1: DPA number one they literally haven't picked up a dart since March
0: no I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not suggesting yeah. this I'm not suggesting that there's obviously caveats this year in, of all years in particular I'm not suggesting that what I am suggesting is that practice and, and online darts are nothing compared to when you're up on that big stage but yeah. I have to go with what I'm seeing on my television Watching it, oh, yeah, yeah. and there like, was nothing too good. It, to it go. wasn't
1: a great performance from, from Mathers, wasn't much better from James Bailey, either on, on the same evening, uh, which we'll mm. get onto in a minute as well. But I, I just think that the lack of darts that they played over in Australia, Mathers qualified because he's the number one on that ranking system, but they haven't played in nine months on it. When he was number one, he was comfortably number one, he was mm. miles and miles ahead, right? And he's been almost let down by the fact he's had nine months of no darts, I'll be honest it doesn't look like he's he looks a bit bigger as a person and I I think you have to look at lockdown for that as well and how mobile somebody's been able to be and get out and play and do that sort of thing as well so there's a lot of changes gone on big disappointing year for him and disappointing match at the end of it
0: Yeah and obviously very very quickly uh, Cam Hop versus Mervyn King, that's a game
2: I'm looking forward to, especially at this moment in time, with King's facial expressions. Bring more of it. Absolutely. I mean, to be fair, we've probably done Hop a little bit of a disservice here. He's averaged nearly 95. He's not, play- he's not playing badly at all.
0: That's no, fair enough. It's a fair point, you mate.
2: Um, so, I mean, he can certainly give Mervin trouble. I know Merv's played well recently, but he's, he's, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Merv goes and beats him
1: very mm-hmm.
0: like true, true. <laughs> yeah same
2: same I'll, I'll be honest with you I, I we, need more no in my life
1: <laughs> I,
0: I really want I just want Merv to be in the Premier League so much one more time uh, right final game of the day Gob uh, Callum against James Bailey you alluded to that there um, James Bailey turned up for one of the sets some brilliant stuff by the way it must be said like 1-1-5 to win the first set to win the second set and go one set all but after that Bailey only won one more leg 4-16 on the checkout. I'm not going to give Bailey as much of a hard time because in the second set, I thought he played well. Um, but a very good performance from the Rids, uh, from, from the Riot. Uh, Rids now meets Wade, James Wade, on Friday evening. Tough test for Wadey.
1: Yeah, it was another professional performance from somebody based in the UK who has probably had more opportunities than the international qualifier coming through. I think we've seen that a couple of times tonight. Mothers, uh, Neil Zonadar's another whose season has been quite affected by COVID. Possibly might have qualified for that right if it hadn't have been so, um, but, but had to go through the qualifier in the end. Um, Ridge just adds to that list. He was solid, in front, looked calm, looked comfortable. Bailey had a little bit of a spurt, picked up that set. But other than that, there's not too much resistance coming back from him just just a dart or two behind in, in virtually every leg and when you're chasing constantly out like you're not going to do any damage um looking at the wadey game to be honest i think everybody gives wade a bit of a challenge at Pali it is not a happy hunting ground for the man um i'm quite anxious about the number of people that are backing him to go far this year <laughs> because anybody that listens so us ramble all year round will know how much of a fan I am of the man and how mm. delighted I would be for him to pick up a world title that I fully think he deserves. But I just do not like bigging him up at this
0: venue. I just think it sets up for a fall. Uh, in very interesting very interesting Dean, we'll come on to that tomorrow when we'll discuss that game in de- detail just a reminder that all the results today then at the William Hill World Darts Championship uh, round one in the afternoon session we had Ryan Joyce 3 Carol Suttercheck 2 Ross Smith 3 David Evans nil, William O'Connor 3 Neil Zonneveld nil, and in the round 2 game Chris Dobie defeats Jess Smith by three sets to two. Evening session sees Max Hott defeat Gordon Mathers 3-0. Callan Ridds defeats uh, James Bodie 3-1. Adam Hunt 3, Lisa Ashton 2, and then round two, uh, game tonight with Glenn Durham three Diogo Portela nil uh, gentlemen now time to look ahead to day three another double session hooray uh, this is what we've got on the docket tomorrow Mardas Rasmussen takes on Toru Suzuki to kick us off we've then got Mike Decker against Edward Fulks Ryan Murray against Lawrence Larkin and the round two game in the afternoon is Darryl Gurney against William O'Connor Evening session looks like this: we've got Luke Woodhouse against Jamie Lewis. Then we've got Ron Moolen-Kemp against Boris Kuchmar. Ryan takes on Danny Lorby. and then we have for the round two game, which is Jose de Sousa against Ross Smith. Uh, Cam, as it's your debut, I will let you go first on this one today. Uh, who? What game are you really excited to watch? What game are you rushing to your television to watch tomorrow?
2: I mean, I'll be watching all of them um, unless my boss is listening and then I will <laughs> not be watching any in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> Good man. Good, nice no um, save. Nice no yeah, save. I like it. During the afternoon, I'll not be watching any and won't watch the first half an hour of the evening session. But um, <laughs> <laughs> if we completely discard that, um, I think the, the first one has got to be Daryl Gurney with O'Connor. It's just, that's the one for me where it's, that's the real big game where we've got to see something from Gurney and whether or not he can find it I think he's the one that's, that's really in trouble tomorrow and I think that's what makes it the must-watch game
0: OK moving on very quickly Gob, which one are you well, which one are you, uh, looking forward to tomorrow? I like a few,
1: I'm going to be greedy I like a few of them I am, I'm going to be greedy Murray very intriguing for, for different reasons, Murray's picked up a lot of results. We love Lawrence alive on this show. Oh, his that action. action, his antics. That he's, action. he's superb. Woodhouse Please. Lewis is a bit of a curveball, but two players who have achieved at this event before, it, it set them up for years on the tour. And it's intriguing that Lewis has had not the greatest of the year and this is his comeback. Can he do it again at this venue? Woodhouse started Brightly last year, hit the 9-0 on the home tour. Hasn't really followed that up again this year. But again, like this venue, accounted for Michael Smith, did he not? So big one for that. Looking to see Big Bad Boris, but it has to be Harry Debusier or Caesar Ross Smith.
0: Ooh, that has interesting. to be the game. Interesting. I thought you would go with that. So I, my game of the day tomorrow is big one between Ron Muhlenkamp and Boris Kuchmar I think that this is a really really intriguing game because Boris has been getting so much hype since that game against Michael Smith the players Championship where he averaged over 107 he's been playing some brilliant stuff on the tour let's see him back it up I really want to see what Boris turns up tomorrow and if he does beat Ron Muhlenkamp he could be a handful at this tournament Jack garwood Cam Farlane. thank you very much indeed for joining us here on the World Championship Daily. We'll be back again tomorrow uh, with all re-reaction to day three, which could be another absolutely barnstorming game, special day, uh, could be uh, day three once again. But on day two, it is Doby and Does It that do it and move into round three in very different circumstances. Uh, Doby winning 3-2 with a massive comeback against Jeff Smith. De- Glenn Durrant uh, managing to see off uh, Zygmunt Portella of 3 0. Uh, Adam Hunt and Lisa Ashton play potentially the game of the tournament. Adam Hunt sneaking through by three sets to two. Ryan Joyce survives five match darts against Carol Sedlacek, but in the end manages to win 3 2 in another classic. Ross Smith, Willie O'Connor, Callan Rids, and Max Hopp also through. But in very different circumstances, they were all very, very comfortable winners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, of course, that you can follow all the action on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search us there on online darts. You can find us on there as well. YouTube will be back up and running tomorrow. If Phil Biles can get a taxi, we hope he definitely can. Uh, With all the interviews there for you, uh, you'll be able to uh, get all the reaction there as well from all the winners of tomorrow's action. And, of course, we'll be back. It'll be myself, it'll be Gob, and it will be Cam. We're back together. The band are back together tomorrow uh, for another podcast uh, in the morning uh, when you wake up uh, reviewing day three's action. So that is it. Day two of the Worlds has done the first of the double sessions. Should we do it all again tomorrow? Join us from 12 o'clock on our live blog on onlinedarts.com. We'll see you then. Take care.